Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hello, welcome to this month's episode of See the World Differently with Oceanscape Yachts. I'm your host, Rebecca Taylor, and today I got to sit down with uh, one of the people behind Origin Escapes based out of Costa Rica. His name is Ofer Ketter, and it was a really fantastic chat. Um, I actually think we could have chatted for a lot longer than we did, but we wanted to keep it nice and succinct for you guys. Um, but this was a really great discussion about what's actually available in Costa Rica right now. They're one of the few countries that was actually open pretty much the entire pandemic. Um, so they've really seen an evolution in, in travelers and, and who's visiting and what they're looking for now, um, not to mention the fantastic recommendations that Ofer had of places you can go and visit and um, some of the services they offer as well, um, which are worth their weight in gold for sure, because, you know, those off the beaten tracks, even in a place like Costa Rica, which isn't as busy as, you know, some of the more hot spots, but um, it really it really is enlightening to hear some of the stories and experiences they put together, especially for those looking for, um, you know, holidays that also have maybe a bit of focus on conservation or sustainability and actually being an active role in that. So some of the experiences he mentioned, I, I couldn't believe, I think I used the word incredible more times than I could count in any other um, podcast recording that we've done, but I really did appreciate my time with Ofer and I look forward to seeing what, what they do next at Origin Escape. So um, without further ado, uh, enjoy this episode. If you don't already, please like and subscribe. Hi there. Today we're chatting with Ofer Ketter, who is with um, Origin Escapes based out of Costa Rica. We're really happy uh, Ofer could join us. You've been doing the rounds a little bit. You just hosted a panel discussion as well about um, new experiences that are available in Costa Rica, which obviously the yachting community is thrilled to hear about. Um, if you could just start by sharing a little bit about your journey, because I know you have quite a few different hats <laughs> that you have worn and continue to wear. So how did you kind of bring all of your passions together um, into what you're doing now? Fantastic. Um, hi, Rebecca. Hi, everyone. Um, and thanks. Thanks for having me today. Um, I guess I guess the story starts um, underwater. That's that's where um, <laughs> that's where my yeah my career um, began really as um, as a diver as an avid avid diver, um, and then that sort of took me um, into the travel and photography world as I was um, you know traveling around the world um, working as a as a diving instructor. Um, and I think the big, the big moment was when I, when I was introduced to Cocos Island, um, in Costa Rica, this was in 2001. Um, and, and that really sort of, um, opened my eyes to the, you know, the most, I would say, uh, exciting underwater world that I had ever seen. Okay. Um, and so while I was guiding, um, divers in Cocos Island for many years, um, I also started, um, meeting with you know, professional photographers, filmmakers, documentary, um, producers, uh, scientists, conservationists, and then also the private yacht world, um, the ultra high net worth world um sort of all this came together around Cocos Island and and yeah 
and and from there, I would say the story it took another another chapter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because the dive community, even though it's so varied and there's literally so many places around the world you can go, it seems kind of like a small community. Is is that an accurate assumption? Um. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I guess so. I would say so. I mean, there's definitely layers to it. Um. You know, you have you have the world of just people that hobby and that's you know they dive as a hobby and and and, and there's there's a huge uh, number of that and then there's definitely the the world of of you know recreational dive centers which is smaller but still large when you get to the point where you're talking about professional divers um yes the world sorts of the, the community gets gets smaller and yeah more, you're more intimate so what took you are you initially from costa rica or did do you find yourself there because obviously the diving's fantastic or um correct no i i i made it to costa rica um uh, as i was traveling around the world working as a dive instructor i was born in israel i grew up in the united states um and then went back to israel um for school high school military service and then and then began my my sort of my global journey Global domination. Uh, up, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, and then underwater. underwater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, um, and then ended up, yeah, in Costa Rica uh, again, uh, attracted by the scuba diving, um, and, and, and which later became a lot more than just that. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. And now you've been able to, like you said, the diving, the travel, the photography—it's all kind of wrapped up. And now you're able to showcase that for guests and clients and you know just the world really and and have it available to them because i think especially in the last few years and covid has probably done a world of good for costa rica people are looking for more and more off the beaten path like path they don't want to go you know to the packed resorts and things like that so are you seeing that i know we're still in the midst of the pandemic but with vaccines and things are you seeing a renewed interest in travelers coming there um, absolutely. And, and, and actually in Costa Rica's case, um, it's been, it's been very different than the rest of the world. Uh, Costa Rica actually opened up its borders to international visitors way back in July of 2020. Right. Which, uh, so we've actually been, um, busier than ever since last year because, Costa Rica was the first to open up and has never closed since. Um, and so, from a from a business point of view, um, it, it, that has been been huge for mm-hmm. us um, and has been able to, you know, maintain a lot of jobs in the industry and, and a lot of families that, that live you know, from from the industry. So, so yeah, in Costa Rica's case, um, I want to say that yeah, that that we've been we've been almost business as usual. Uh, since last year, um, um, but what we definitely see is, like you say, more requests for, um, you know, family time, nature time, um, outdoors time, connecting, um, and we see that more since since COVID, um, you know, began than mm. we did before, which yeah. is which is interesting. Yeah, I was having this chat with. Um... Another, they're a diver as well, but they're now a cruise director on board a yacht based out of Indonesia. And we were saying, you know, the interest is still there, 
and the level of clientele that's still booking through and things like that might be there. But the type of traveler has changed a little bit. Even if it's the same person, the experience that they're looking for has changed, which I found really interesting because I think when COVID, you know, sort of hit, nobody really knew what was going to happen. The assumption was that certain destinations would just be totally lifted out. You know, people wouldn't be interested in going anymore when really the same people may be returned, but totally changed the way they experienced their vacation in that locale or something like that. So correct. Yeah. Correct. I'm I, 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 yeah. 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 I can, I can, um, you know, approve from, from our side that, that we've seen the same here. Yeah. Um, you know, deeper sort of, of connection type experiences, um, you know, to, to family, to people and, and, and to, to nature. Right, yes. um, as opposed to just fun in the sun or just, you know, zip lining or yeah, the, classic stuff, you know? <laughs> the extreme zip lining uh, that people go for. Right, exactly, exactly, uh, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I choose my words, and I don't want to say that that COVID has been good to us because that's not right. Right, it's not very good, but but we have, in that sense, Costa Rica has been able to manage it. Um, I think in a very smart way um, and and minimize the damage that that it could have done for sure um, or, has, or has done yeah, yeah. in other destinations for the so. tourism industry for sure and do you is there anything you can share a little bit about you know for those listening what kind of um, experiences you could put together for clients let's say that we're looking to come and you know we get requests for yachts but if you're going to Costa Rica, a lot of people also, of course, you have to explore on land too. There's just so much to do. Um, do you have any like can't miss experiences or if you wanted to share a little bit about what Origin can do for clients if they were looking to spend some time on board and then on land, um, if that's available, like what what could you share yeah. with them? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we, <laughs> we, we really took it to, um, you know, the – as, as, as far as we could in this in developing these experiences okay um, that is really what origin does it, it creates experiences um, and so we look at Costa Rica uh, at, at, at the entire Costa Rica ocean and land underwater and you know on the volcanoes and in the rainforests and in the rivers and in the waterfalls and the islands and we look at all of it and we say okay what is the most unique thing that you could do in Costa Rica. So, you know, we have we have a, a submarine, right? A, a three-man, fifteen hundred foot rated private submersible that that you can charter in Costa Rica. Okay, and you can use it um, as part of your trip. It could be on a shadow boat following your yacht, or you can charter it, um, you know, for a day or for a few days. Um, for example, so there's very few destinations in the world that unless you own a submarine, um, you could actually charter one in the country. Right. Okay? Yeah. I saw the pictures um, so, of you guys on them a couple of weeks ago. I think it looked amazing. Yeah. 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 So that opens up a whole world of um, experiences from from conservation and science uh, to filming and to just just being able to go you know, a thousand feet down underwater um and and just admire everything you see down there Incredible. so that's that's you know that's one side of it um 
we we looked at you know the, the jungles of Costa Rica, the rainforests and and the volcanoes, and 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 so we designed a whole series of experiences that involve private conservation areas. Um, so river rafting, you know, in rivers that are not visited by the tourism industry or um, waterfalls and, and turquoise volcanic rivers um, that are remote and are not inside, you know, a known national park that you can visit, um, private uh, hot springs. Um, we've, we've, um, we've teamed up with numerous um, conservation groups, organizations that specialize in a certain area, if it's, um, you know, sharks and rays, when we have experiences where you can go out with fishermen into, um, you know, the mangroves and where they actually tiger sharks and hammerhead sharks give birth. Um, wow. and, and you can, yeah, you can help the scientists um, study you know, how many are being born, what are the size are they, or, or how long do they stay inside the mangroves, et cetera, et cetera. You can tag That's them incredible. and then following them. So we've, we've really taken Costa Rica and the menu of what it has, but then designed these personalized experiences around around uh, these, you know, these ingredients, mm-hmm. uh, if you like. I think one, one definitely one on the, of the most um, amazing experience and that many yachts have experienced here. Um, Costa Rica is home to the largest known um, wild dolphin pods in the world. Um, These are called megapods or superpods of spinner dolphins. And when I say mega and super, I mean thousands of individual dolphins. And these dolphins are resident to Costa Rica, they're not, they don't migrate, so they're not seasonal. Um, and, and so we, you know, we host uh, guests and they actually can swim inside these pods wow. uh, with, sea, with sea bobs, for example, that many yachts mm-hmm. have. Uh, but we also have them for, for yachts or for people that don't have sea bobs, um, for example. That's something that I can tell you that I have not seen anywhere in the world in any destination. No, okay. I haven't heard. I mean, it's one thing to be, you know, jump in when there's some dolphins, you know, diving in the waves alongside you or something, but to be in it, I mean, that must be life-changing. It sounds really spiritual, it, it actually. Is, <laughs> you, you know what? You're, you're absolutely right. And we've done this with really, without going into, into details and names, but with the wealthiest people on, on the planet. And, mm-hmm. and they come out with, with, tears of joy uh, after something like this Uh, and people that have been to Africa and to Antarctica and to, you know, you name it. And then suddenly are surrounded, you know, by $2,000 fins in the middle of the ocean and they're in on a sea bob. So that you're at the speed of the dolphins and Mm -hmm. the dolphins come around you. And it it really, really, like you said, it's a spiritual life changing moment right there. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, uh, Where you feel the nature. And I think, it, that's what Costa Rica is about um, when it comes to the nature. It, 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 it's the nature is all around you. It's accessible. Um, and at the same time, it's wild, right? Um, but mm. it doesn't require you to uh, hike and machete eight days into the, into the jungle to, to, you know, to, right. to experience. It's, it's accessible, but, but wild at the same time. Um, 
and and yeah and the list the list goes on yeah no i love it and i think i i already feel like i've used the word incredible too many times and we're not even halfway through the podcast but um i that's what i really love about that area as well because it seems that even though it's getting popular there's this great way that costa rica kind of self regulates itself you know it's not getting overrun and things aren't being i'm i'm sure there is to an extent but I feel like no matter when you visit it, people will think like it's still, like you say, quite wild. And there's still that element of protecting nature and science and, you know, being at one with it versus coming in, clearing a whole bunch of land, building a massive resort and, and then trying to offer the same thing because it, it just wouldn't happen. It's not as raw as you're explaining it. So, um, I mean, there's, oh, we always say there's a kind of an urgent need to go visit everywhere, no matter where you are in the corner of the world, because it, without a doubt, the world is getting smaller, so it will get busier. And I'm sure you're going to see that, like you say, it's just been available to people more throughout this pandemic as well. But, uh, to offer those very unique experiences, I think is, yeah, once in a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Costa Rica, um, and, and, and you you presented it very well. It, it, like anywhere else in the world, um, is always in that you know battle between um, you know developing right, mm -hmm. being being a third or a second or a first world and developing country or developed country, and at the same time trying to keep its you know original um, um, magic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 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 with all the challenges that that brings, um, I mean, from what you know, I, I I've been in this country one way or the other for the last twenty years, um, and and I I can say that it is a a natural integrated part of the people and the culture of Costa Rica. Uh, they understand the importance of sustainable living, not just as a you know as a as a as a slogan um, yes that catchphrase gets thrown around a lot yeah correct correct and when you go into what is what does that mean then yes you find out that a lot of times sustainable when someone says that something's sustainable um, it's just using a word but there's nothing behind it and, mm -hmm. and i and i in, in that sense i do think that costa rica again with all the challenges and and there is no perfect place um but i think they're doing an amazing job uh, to to try and really keep it as sustainable mm -hmm. as possible. Yeah. And it's it's actually quite an evolved way of looking at it too, because these places that are developing at such a quick rate are actually shooting themselves in a foot in, in the way, right? Because it's people want to go there for a reason, but if it gets too built up, too commercialized, whatever it might be, Absolutely. what attracted people is eliminated now. So it's like you say, it feels like people, they realize that then the balance that needs to be there. So I think, um, especially when we speak to people like yourselves, you know, these um, tour and travel experts, I totally get the need to want to keep some of those uh, off the beaten path places like close right. to your chest. But right. if you could share, you know, some of your favorite places in, in Costa Rica, if someone is just going to come you know, have a few days maybe on land or, or yeah. a week yeah. holiday, whatever it is. What are your can't miss places? Like what kept bringing you back to Costa Rica when you first right. visited? Right. Okay. Fantastic. I mean, I would definitely um, put, you know, high on the list. The first, the first one on my list would be the Osa Peninsula. The Osa Peninsula is um, sort of this large land mass um, all the way in the South Pacific coast 
of the country. Um, and it's home to uh, Costa Rica's most famous national park, Corcovado National Park. Um, it's considered to be one of the, if not the most biodiverse place on planet Earth. Um, and, and some numbers put it at four or 5% of the world's um, biodiversity is, is in the Osa Peninsula. So, so yeah. that just tells you what the amount of wildlife per area that you can find. Um, but it is so diverse. It's so diverse. It, it has um, Golfo Dulce, which is, which is um, one of the world's only tropical fjords with an abundance of life in there. Uh, it has offshore islands like Caño Island, um, which, which is you know, an underwater um, magical place. Um, the, the national park and, and, the, and all the wildlife that lives in the park. So that would definitely be my first place mm-hmm. to go would be the Osa Peninsula. And Great. what I like about it as well is that it's, it's still, it, it's, it's super accessible, but it's still not too easy. Okay. And therefore it, it maintains that wild, you know, wildness, right. but, but without having to suffer. Right. Yeah. You can still do it in a, a week trip or something. You don't have to book yeah, all this oh, extra absolutely. time. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, so the Osa Peninsula would be for sure would be one. Um, another area that I like a lot um, is exactly the, the other side of that Pacific coast, all the way up to the north, um, which is the province of Guanacaste. Um, I think it, from, from an ocean point of view, it's the most... Um, I'd say inviting ocean environment in in Costa Rica for pretty much any ocean activity that you you like to do. If it's and and another thing is that it it has all the levels, so it's 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 inviting for pros, but at the same time it's inviting for novices, someone that you know, for example, never snorkeled or never right. free dived or never stand up paddled or never kayaked. They can do it, and if you're a pro surfer, a pro fisherman, or a pro diver, or then you're also going to get an amazing experience. There's a lot of so the, there's not a lot of places where you can find that um, combination. And Guanacaste, the coastline, the northern coastline of Guanacaste has. Yeah, that's actually that's, a really good point because you know, especially some people that go on a group holiday with you know four couples or something. You say not everyone's going to be at the same experience level or want to do the same thing. And especially in a place like Costa Rica where there's, you could be as adventurous as you want to be, you know? So if you're going with those keeners that really want to get out and take advantage, um, not a lot of places would offer the balance for the people that don't want to do that. Like it's just, they don't usually go hand in hand, like you say. So that's, that's a very good point you raise. Yeah. That, that's something that, um, at origin, we, we actually, um, put a lot of emphasis on in our itineraries and we call it skill development. So we, we want guests, visitors to, to know that they can actually um, achieve something that they might have never achieved before. And they can do it while they're having an amazing time and they're on holiday and they're having fun. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Let's take, yeah, let's take, uh, um, you know, free diving, for example. Some will say, I mean, I'm never going to hold my breath or I'm, I've never even used a snorkel in my life. And right. then suddenly, and suddenly 
you know, over, over five days or six days, you start in the pool, in your villa or in your hotel um, or on your yacht. And then at the end of the week, you know, you're free diving with manta rays or dolphins or turtles or even humpback whales, yeah. um, which is something that you a week before would think impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then that's a, a reason on its own to, to come to Costa Rica, right? Or, or learning how to surf or, or whatever, or even, you know, even inland, we do a lot of inland skill development where, uh, we teach people how to climb trees, which you think, uh, well, you know, what are you talking about that? You know, what does that mean? <laughs> but, but think about it. People ha- don't know how to climb a tree, right? And suddenly you have these amazing trees in the forest, uh, which you can actually climb with your hands and your feet, of course, with an instructor and safety equipment, et cetera. But suddenly you're 100 feet sitting in the canopy of a tree in the jungle, right? Wow. Uh, so, so those are the type of things that we want visitors to, um, to do with us and to sort of trust us and sort of say, yeah, you know what? Let's give it a try. I mean, because you can always, like I said, you can always have fun in the sun. You can always zip line and you can always, um, you know, sit in a hot spring. Yeah. That's going to be in your itinerary. But we're sort of taking it up to another, you know, another level. And people end up after a week, they can't believe that, you know, what they just achieved during this fun time. Yeah. And do you find there's a lot of guests like that where, I mean, you probably do lots of calls and things in the lead up, but are they the ones, and you must see this all the time, like, yeah, I, I've snorkeled a few times. That's all I want to do. I don't want to dive. I don't want to do this. I don't want to learn anything new. I just want right. to, like, not go out of their comfort zone too much. But by the end of the trip, do you find those people have often stretched the limits of their comfort zone, say? Uh, absolutely is. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely is. Yes. I mean, it, it happens every every single time. Yeah. Um, it's fun to really? see, I bet. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to see it. It's amazing to see it. Um, and, and people will remember that. Even if it was just, you know, two hours of, you know, climbing a tree. But suddenly they're like, I can't believe this. I, I, I made it up 100 feet to the canopy of a tree with my hands and my feet, you know. Right. And, you know, and, and, and people will never forget that. Um, adults and children, right? Um, you know, we, we do a lot of family itineraries, so we do a lot of work with with kids, um, and a lot of times they're the actually they're the ones that push you know the parents or the adults to to join them, and then suddenly it becomes a family family thing. And, yeah, and everybody the different generations family. egging on the other ones, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. So, so I think that's the way we see Costa Rica. Um, it's it's a it's it's a different angle of of viewing the destination, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 the, what we want is for people to Im- really immerse themselves in the destination and not just be, um, you know, looking at it, but not really. Yeah, uh, like a passive observer immersed. or something. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. know exactly what you mean. Um, that's amazing. So I actually jotted down a few of those places. Okay. <laughs> I haven't actually made it to Costa Rica myself, but it's been on my bucket list for okay. ages. Yeah. Even, you know, I grew up in Canada and then I spent 
about 10 years living in London in the UK. So like lots of travel on that side of the world and in Asia and Africa. Um, but just kind of missed out on the Southern trips, you know, at that age, like in your twenties, everyone tends to go like the Caribbean or whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to finally tick it off my list. (laughs) Um, I think, I I think I remember, I remember also being a traveler in in my twenties. Um, yeah. and, And Costa Rica was not necessarily up there with my, you know, have to go to right. um, destinations. Other places it, took precedent, right? Right. And I think it was a bit of just, I, I want to call it poor marketing, really. It, it was just, it was, it was just um, labeled as a very specific experience, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Um, uh, but then the deeper you, you, you spend the time and the and it, you find out that there's many layers to this destination. And like I said in the beginning of the conversation, also this COVID, you know, this COVID event um, has caused us and, 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 and our clients to look deeper into the destination. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. It's, and it's challenging, which is probably fantastic because you get to be more creative with Correct. Everything that you offer. Yeah. And coming from someone, as you mentioned, you know, you spent a lot of time in different parts of the world uh, and it doesn't have to be necessarily from a dive perspective or anything, but do you have any other favorite places you like to go? Like sometimes we chat to people like yourself who Mm. spend their life at sea and then it's like, oh, I go skiing in Switzerland or, you know, like the total opposite of what you're used to. So do you have any other favorite locations you'd love to share? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just, I think, maybe to like vary, to have a bit of variety. Um, definitely my personal favorite is Alaska. I, I'm, I must say, I, I think I've either lived a previous life in Alaska or something. <laughs> That's why you're in the hot destination now, right? <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but Alaska is, is amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm in love with Alaska. Um, and amazing. so that's definitely one. Um, and then completely from another angle, uh, the Red Sea. Um, I, I think the Sinai Desert, um, you know, the Israeli Desert, the Jordanian Desert, the way that it meets the Red Sea and the cultures, and then definitely the, the underwater life in, under, you know, in the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. I, I love that part of the world. Um, I, I try to get back there as much as I can, um, you know, and go camping with the Bedouins on the, on the shore of the Red Sea and, and go hiking up into the mountains of the Sinai Peninsula. So that's another big favorite of mine. Um, it, yeah, I mean, even even classical places like the Bahamas, I think the Bahamas is, is stunning. I, I, I would always be happy to go back to the Bahamas. Yeah, with so many uh, islands too. It's always different, isn't it, when you go? Correct, mm-hmm. correct. And the people, I just like, I like the, I like the, the lifestyle, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the lifestyle of just living on an island. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I would say the, the list can go on. I mean, you, like, For you sure. Tell me how much, how much, <laughs> but I think yeah. those are definitely like three, you know, top, um, very, very top. Yeah. Can I ask as a diver, cause I actually, um, I got certified for diving in Indonesia and the, it was okay. really funny that dive instructor was actually from the same province I was born in, in Canada. We both ended up in okay. Indonesia. Yeah, it was very okay. wild. Um, but he did a lot of uh, cold diving as well. Like when you went to Alaska, did you, do you enjoy that? 
cold water diving as well, or do you tend to stick to the warmer? Um, yeah, that's a good point. I personally, my the majority of my experience has been in warm, yeah, uh, tropical waters. But I think that's just because those are the areas that I, you know, that I spend most time. Right. In. I do have cold water experience. Um, actually, in Canada, um, as well as in Chile, um, and and I like I, I like it. I mm-hmm. actually do like it. I just I just spend less time, I think, in those areas. So I, it's something I do less. But, yeah. Um, and different things, different elements from each one. I was, I remember he was explaining to me and I was like, but there's nothing to see. It's kind of dark and the fish are dark. You know, like the whole, when you say, oh, I go scuba diving or something, like you picture right. the bright colors and right. everything else, right? But then, you know, looking at photos and then I've been exposed to obviously other divers all over the world and things like that. And uh, I, I can see the appeal, like you say, or they're like wreck dives, you know, or something, which would be a totally different Correct. experience. Yeah. Right. No, it's a misconception. It's a misconception. It's a known misconception that mm-hmm. cold water, there's nothing to see. But actually, it's a fascinating ecosystem. Yeah. Lots of things to see. It's the same like going in submarines, going deep. I of get course. that question all the time. It's like, well, what do you see down there? There's nothing to see uh, at a thousand feet, you know, which is absolutely wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if anything, you're seeing things that not many people have seen, which is just very cool in itself. Literally, literally, um, I've probably seen more things that never, no one has ever seen um, diving in submarines, you know, than the opposite, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah, that's that's an experience for anyone's bucket list, I would say, like you say with the submarine. And do you, you touched on a little bit. um, I think it's a known thing, especially in Costa Rica, that there's a lot of conservation that goes into that. Do you get visitors that want to whatever it might be like leave the lightest footprint or sort of mm-hmm. like pay back mm-hmm. on their holiday what kind of efforts are there for the eco tourism that's happening and the people okay. that want that as part of their itinerary um well fantastic that that is actually a big um chunk of what we mix into the itineraries okay so i i would say that um you, you could if you wanted to uh, pretty much every day of your itinerary, get involved in some way in conservation or science or sustainability or um, community, um, you know, uh, projects because that we connect to those. So, so for example, um, one of one of the um, one of the organizations that we work with um, is called uh, the Guanacaste Dry Forest. Conservation Fund. Okay, and I won't go into all the details, but but the dry the tropical dry forest is a very little or un well not well known ecosystem, but it's fascinating. It's fascinating, and we go and hike in the tropical dry forest, and we understand what it is and what the issues with it are, and why is it so fascinating. Um, and actually, you can see more wildlife in the tropical dry forest because it's less dense than hiking in. A tropical rainforest, et cetera, et cetera. So we we go into these um, depth, right? Or for example, a lot of people want to know about um, the lifestyle of, of, of rural Costa Rica. And so we turn that into a day where we actually, through, through living with a community, a rural agricultural community, but it could be a very adventurous day as well, uh, with horseback riding and 
river rafting and mountain biking, but in a, in a, in a, in a community that has no connection to tourism, right? That mm. actually lives a sustainable agricultural lifestyle and doesn't receive um, tour- mass tourism, okay? Right. Um, and then, you know, we can go all the way to something like I mentioned about, you know, uh, the sharks, the hammerhead sharks uh, nurseries in, in the Osa Peninsula. Um, we work with uh, another conservation project in, in the Osa Peninsula um, that studies tapirs or that studies um, wild peccaries, which are like sort of a wild pig uh, or um, spider monkeys up in the canopy. So, or green macaw, or the green macaw, the giant green macaw, which is an endangered um, species of parrot. So the, the list is very long yeah. because that's what Costa Rica is about. Mm-hmm. So what we do is, is we, you know, we actually had a client, a yacht based client um, over the, yeah, this year, I think it was earlier this year that, that was really into um, wild birds into wild parrots. Um, and so we are, we built an entire experience around the, the macaw, the scarlet macaw in, in the South of Costa Rica, for example, and, and wow. what, you know, and with the scientists that study it and how they study it. And, and it was hands-on and it was hiking and it was climbing and it was, but at the same time also understanding what the issues are, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Or, another you know, another client where we did this in a volcanic area where um, it's a it's a migratory area of the tapir, okay, which is the tapir is Costa Rica's largest um, mammal. And it's also an endangered species, very mm-hmm. little known about the tapir. So they were interested into that. So we turned that into a day of, uh, you know, hiking and climbing and, and, and so forth. So the menu is very, very long in Costa Rica yeah. when it comes to when it comes to conservation and community um and it's more about how much time and how much you know energy you want to spend um being involved when you're here but it's almost like a it's interesting because you can make it the dream come true trip like you said for this birder that you had um with the macaw but also education and conservation. And so it's not just, oh, we're going to go out and, and look at the birds every morning or something like that. It was it, it, learning absolutely. about it all. Yeah. I mean, if, if I have, you know, if, if I have a few more minutes, I can give you an, a, an example where we did, um, this was already some years back, but we had a client that, um, that their eldest son just graduated um, university and majored in biology and this was this was their trip to celebrate okay the grad the graduation and so we sat down with the family beforehand through their travel agent and we said okay what you know trying to understand the family the everything like even what do they like when they don't like physical fitness etc 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 and and we built this day where we actually um went up to a an extinct volcano crater that is a natural laboratory. It's not open to the public. It's only open to scientists. Um, wow. So you had access, so unique, basically. We had access mm-hmm. to this NGO um, and explaining that you know this this individual, well, his son, 
was actually just graduated as a biologist. And, and so what we did was we hiked in this cloud forest. It's the only cloud forest sitting inside an extinct uh, volcano crater uh, in this region. And the whole day was around butterflies, okay? Um, because that was what they were interested in. And so we had a leading scientist with us that studies undocumented species of butterflies in this club first. And so the hike, the climbing up the trees to um, gather, um, you know, the cocoon, and then the way that it was dissected in a lab and it was opened up and it was dried and it was DNA barcoded as part of the global yeah. initiative to, to, to barcode, DNA barcode all the species on the planet. So it was, it was an amazing amazing day because it involved so many different aspects both outdoors and active but also very you know deep science yeah um, it's like the coolest grad people. gift vacation ever <laughs> exactly exactly so i have to have words with so my parents i was not given this opportunity <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct. it did obviously come with um you know a, a, a donation to the ngo from yes. you know, from the family which which is which is part of the cycle you know? yeah but but yeah th- those are the things that we it doesn't happen every trip obviously not everybody's up for it for many yeah. reasons and that's fine but we make it known that it is possible and then it's up to the people to decide how how much they want yeah, amazing. I, well, I love it. I think you described it as a menu. And I thought that was like the perfect description yeah. of, you know, you can pick and choose what you want. And I feel now more than ever, people have realized the value of booking with experts in regions and not just relying on, you know, the Expedias of the world or whatever it might be. That's um, Correct. Yeah. Correct. You know, it's a whole, it's a whole other, it's a whole other level. Experience. Of, yeah. You know, yes. access and the knowledge that comes with all of it. It's, it's fantastic. So I, I do feel like I could talk to you all day about visiting there, but I'm also <laughs> mindful of your time. So, right. sure, um, yeah. Um, let us know where to find you. Cause I know your website kind yeah. of, uh, and you've got your social uh, handles on there and everything else, but let okay. us know. Okay. Well, yeah, technically our website, and that is, that is one of um, the issues that we had with COVID is we had to stop everything for about a year but we were just ready to launch a new website which will be up and running very very soon and it's called originescapes.com we write origin in the spanish form which is origen so it's with an e-o-r-i-g-e-n originescapes.com um we have the same um username um, for uh, instagram so it's uh, origen escapes origin escapes in spanish um and yeah we're also on you know, on linkedin but i think i think uh right now instagram would be uh the main um source of sort of updated you know content mm-hmm. and the website will be online very 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 soon uh, and it will be a surprise and it, it 
it will be spectacular. Yeah, I think you have the best holding page I've seen so far. Okay. Is, we're metamorphosizing. I love it. I was like, ooh, what's coming? <laughs> exactly, exactly. The only thing is that it's been there for a year and it was supposed to be there for a few months. <laughs> well, if we're just finding you, that's fine. Yeah. Um, no, and I can, uh, like, I'll hyperlink everything to you so people can just click right over to you guys. But um, I can attest to the fact that your Instagram is, is kept updated and just with beautiful imagery. So definitely, yeah, everyone listening, go check it out right now. And especially especially if you want an escape, <laughs> if you can't book anything yeah. just yet, it's nice to uh, be able to look at your pictures. So I really do appreciate your time. I know you're, you guys are very busy, like you say, um, with everything else. So can't thank you enough for joining us, Ofer. It's been a huge pleasure. Thank you so much, uh, Rebecca, really for reaching out um, and, you know, giving, giving me and giving us this, this opportunity, this platform to oh, my share pleasure. what we do. My pleasure. Um, so, <laughs> Uh, we have to we have to end with a pura vida, right? The Costa Rican true uh, blessing for everything, really. So pura vida from Costa Rica, and uh, and thank you very much, and hope to see everybody soon. Thanks for tuning in to see the world differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming.